0: This is Homer and Tony. Oh,
1: baby! Having a conversation with the mushroom man? He could be asking Jake Plummer, what was it like when you retired? Because Plummer retired when he was really young.
2: He's I'm, like, I'm about to get into these mushrooms, bro.
1: <laughs>
0: you I, want some of this mushroom, farm? I, I, yeah, I think I'm great with you. Here, try some of these. I'm great with you on that. Fall into something beautiful. Do we all strive in life to be at peace? Yeah. you strive Why wouldn't on, you? I don't know. It's not real high on my list on the list but what is higher than peace i wake up each day and go you know what i need today i need to be at peace uh, i do bevel to you? you need to be happy striving every day to, to
2: try and be happy trying yeah. to find destiny ah shut up <laughs> destiny
0: <laughs> this dude must be getting close <laughs> to our you better guess or he's starting to weird out broadcasting live from the gruber law offices one call that's all
1: studios at the avenue this is homer and tony
2: is Aaron Rodgers already pulling strings for the New York Jets? Uh, it, and Twitter will lead you to believe just about anything. Breaking news. The New York Jets will release wide receiver Raxton Berrios. He was to count $8.2 million against the cap. Jets will receive a $5 million cap savings when the move becomes official next week. What does this have to do with Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets? Well, it would appear as if the Jets are now in the market for a slot receiver. Chris Larson, do you you know of any slot receiver who might be willing to go with Aaron Rodgers to New York to play for the New York Jets? Just off the top of your head. Can you think of any? This is where you're supposed to say Randall Cobb, the unrestricted free agent. The 32-year-old who has, I don't know, won himself back to Green Bay thanks to the quarterback. Aaron Rodgers, who could end up, by the end of this week, being a member of the New York Jets on a deal in principle. I'm Greg Matzik. I'm in for Homer and Tony until 3 o'clock. Then I've got another show to do down the hall for 620 WTMJ, so I'll be sliding into Wisconsin's afternoon news. Uh, Homer and Tony were not able to hang out at Madison Square Garden today following Marquette's win over St. John's, so I I don't know if it was a restraining order sort of thing uh, or if they just needed to clear space for other broadcast teams because the Big East tournament is going on. But nonetheless... Their inability to hang out at the arena means I am with you until 3 o'clock. Jason Wildey is going to join us coming up in just a few minutes. But, yes, the Jets are already starting to maneuver here in trying to get to a a good solid cap space before the league year begins. Back to the Barrios deal. This is not a surprise. He was due a pretty hefty amount. He's a great kick returner, sort of underperformed as a wide receiver. But, nonetheless, in the world of dot connecting that we live in, there is the potential now for the Jets to be in the market for a lesser expensive free agent wide receiver. Something Randall Cobb will be officially in less than a week's time. If you'd like to join us, you're on the program. Would love to hear from you. Hit us up at ESPN Milwaukee on Twitter or at G Magic. Jason Wilde. Again in a few minutes. So I, I, I want to play this for you because as we try and figure out what the latest is with the Aaron Rodgers situation. I, latest I'm using air quotes around because it's really more about who is saying what. And let's go back to this morning, shall we? Here's a little clip from Get Up, Diana Rossini on ESPN this morning, talking about Aaron Rodgers, the Jets, the meeting, and how confident the Jets are at their ability to land Rodgers in a potential trade following their meeting in California.
3: There is optimism in the New York Jets building today. It actually started before that trip to the West Coast to meet Aaron Rodgers in person. This was all driven by owner Woody Johnson. He wanted to get in front of the quarterback, get to know him a little bit, and talk about what it could be, what it could look like, and what they could achieve with Aaron Rodgers under center in New York with this Jets roster. So they went in there thinking they could get him, and they came home believing they are poised to get him, and they feel like they can get this done. Now, look. This is Aaron Rodgers. He takes his time. He thinks things through. He likes to think outside the box. He could wake up today and say he doesn't want to play football anymore. He could retire. But in terms of the Jets side of this, the New York Jets feel good that Aaron Rodgers could be their quarterback this season.
2: So yesterday on Homer and Tony, about 24 hours ago, Jason Wilde said he felt with a degree of 85% certainty that Aaron Rodgers would end up playing for the New York Jets. I want to see if that number has moved at all. If the comments from Diana this morning did anything to sway Jason's opinion and thoughts, he will join us next. Jason Wildy, Homer and Tony. After this, I'm Greg Matzik.
0: Jason Wilde is brought to you by Boucher Automotive, where we ride with you every mile. 18 dealerships, 15 brands, and thousands of vehicles in stock. Check them out at Boucher.com.
3: They went in there thinking they could get them, and they came home believing they are poised to get them, and they feel like they can get this done.
2: Well, last time we spoke, I was in a jack-in-the-box parking lot in Tempe, Arizona. We were talking baseball and Corbin Burns. Today, we talk Packers and Aaron Rodgers. We welcome in Packers reporter, host of Wildey & Sean on 94.5 ESPN and ESPN Wisconsin. It is Jason Wildey. Greetings, Jason.
0: Gregory, hello. How are you?
2: I am doing well. You had a big number yesterday. I want to bring that back up. Oh,
0: here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I want to. Uh, this is why uh, I don't do that. See, these all—all all of my teammates who I—I I love them or, or most of them anyway. Um, you say a number, and now this is a second consecutive show, other than mine, where that number has been brought up. Like, oh, you guys, you're killing me. This is why I don't say things like that normally. Go ahead. Well, we'll phrase
2: it this way. I'll leave the number out of it.
0: Has anything?
2: changed in your mind with regard to the confidence level that Aaron Rodgers will be traded to the New York Jets? Not a lot of news yet from this morning, but Diana's comments were, I guess, reflective of how the Jets feel. Does that do anything to sway your opinion?
0: Yeah, I, I, I think my opinion is more based on on the fact that I, I don't think that I don't see a, I don't see a path back to Green Bay at this point. So, you know, maybe I shouldn't have given a percentage to Homer when he asked for it yesterday, because uh, there, there also feels, to me anyway, like there, there could be something lurking. Like, something. this feels too easy, doesn't it? Like, all this momentum toward the Jets and them coming out publicly through Diana Rossini Cause that's exactly what happened, right? I mean, I'm sure her sources are Jets' sources uh, that they're confident they're going to get them. Uh, reports that the Packers are not even going to get the Jets' first-round pick this year in this trade. Um, it it just feels too clean. Like, oh, okay, well, the, the era is over, and it's just a matter of when they finally make this trade uh, happen, which, of course, they can't officially do until the league year starts, but they can agree to it right now if they want but i there's this sneaking suspicion that i have and and maybe my spidey sense is off but that you know there could still be some sort of surprise right whether it's rogers saying you know thank you for your interest and in that great dinner in malibu but uh, i think i might retire not because he actually isn't going to play next year but because maybe he'd like other options i I just, I find myself thinking it feels too easy that he's just going to go to the Jets. At the same time, what my, my opinion that has not changed is it's really hard for me to see a path back to the Packers. I just, I feel like they've kind of made it clear that they're done with him. Uh, as, you know, multiple people had said long before this, uh, their actions, I don't believe personally that they were as done with them as it was depicted initially. But I think Aaron Rodgers probably behavior since and lack of communication and him. Um, I, I think that they wanted, they loved the idea or liked the idea of a truly invested Rodgers coming back to them. They were open to that. And I don't think that they've gotten that vibe and that's how we've kind of gotten to where we are. But the bottom line is no, I don't, I don't expect him to play for the Packers again. If he does, I'll be surprised. And I think it's most likely that he ends up with the Jets, but I'm not um, – I am starting to hedge a little bit thinking about other possibilities or just things to get ugly and for us to spend an offseason, the rest of the offseason, unsure of what he's going to do, and then suddenly in late August he's going to get the itch to play and he's going to try and force the Packers to cut him or something. That, that is a possibility. I'm not saying it's going to happen. But I have thought about that possibility of late.
2: You know, I I think there was a time where I believed, Jason, that the Packers were worried about the court of public opinion and and looking like the villain in this situation somehow. Granting the Jets permission to go on a dinner date (laughs) together in California tells me they are no longer concerned about being the villain. Maybe maybe they've tested what the fan base is thinking at this point. And, And I think if we put a poll up, and I'm sure you have, I think more Packers fans are comfortable with him leaving than want him to stay. Do, do you think there's any bit of that yep. in this from the Packers?
0: Yeah. Again, it it I think you're right, um, and I do think the, the polls that we've done have supported that. Um, but what I would hasten to add is, uh, it's really easy to feel that way and think, "Yeah, get rid of him. I'm done with him." Um, and then when the Jets are eight and three and you're 3-8, and and Jordan Love stinks, and Rodgers is playing great, Um, and you only got a second-round pick for a Hall of Fame quarterback after Russell Wilson fetched two firsts, two seconds, and three players a year ago, Um, I think you're going to have a hard time feeling like uh, the fans are on uh, Team Goody then. Now, again, I don't have a crystal ball. Maybe it will never come to that, but boy, there's, there's a way that this can go sideways in a pretty big way. And, you know, again, I'm not predicting that we're going to be back to the 1970s and 80s like I grew up with as a kid. But you have to at least acknowledge the possibility that that could occur. And uh, I hope for everyone's sake it doesn't. But um, there's, we are at an inflection point in Packers history once again. And I know that I sound like a broken record when I say this, but we all can look back on 2008 now and talk about how great it worked out, right? Worked out great, right? Um, They won a Super Bowl three years. uh, In the third year, of Rodgers being a starter. Uh, Farb didn't win the Vikings their first Super Bowl title. Everything worked out okay. But think about how close we were to not working out okay if you're a Packers fan. Like, Favre is one boneheaded interception away, which certainly he had his share of those over the years, from them being in the Super Bowl. And the Saints won that Super Bowl, so maybe the, maybe the Vikings would have too, right? And the Packers, meanwhile, were, you know, a Deshaun Jackson punt return away from not even making the playoffs the year they won the Super Bowl, Right? Like, they, they were that close to it, n- them not even having an opportunity to go on that run. And they obviously did. They won the title. And everything was hunky-dory in Titletown. But that's my point. The, the, the difference between success and failure and this turning out to be the right move and this turning out to be the wrong move, uh, the, it is razor thin. And we'll see where the Packers end up, which side they end up on this time around. As opposed to 2008, 15 years ago. Yeah,
2: you know, and, and I think you're spot on when you say it. It, it all just appears a little too easy right now. It, it may end up being Rogers for draft picks, and they figure out the money element of it. But that's not that's not the singular right. I, I feel like there could be a ripple effect here, and who knows? Maybe it's Randall Cobb signs a free agent deal now that they need a slot receiver. But what are we to make now of the lack of reporting? An announcement that the Packers have successfully Restructured the contract of David Bakhtiari
0: Yeah Yeah, I, uh, you know, I saw Tom Silverstein was tweeting about that yesterday And Taush and I had talked about it even before that um, I think we all Heard Goody In Indianapolis Talking about that Restructure like it was On the verge of being done, right? I mean, it was a foregone conclusion Essentially and now suddenly here we are, eight days later, and it ain't done. How do you not wonder, right? I'm wondering, and I know I'm not alone in wondering that. Spoon's wondering it. Packers fans are wondering it. Everyone's wondering it. So I would say that that's a completely reasonable thing to wonder about. Like if I'm David Bakhtiari and Aaron Rodgers and I like to drive to practice together in my soup, or in his uh, souped-up, golf cart, and the Packers want me to restructure, and I think, hey, you know who, you know what the Jets really need if they're going to add Aaron Rodgers? They need a better offensive line. That's what Mike Tannenbaum said to us yesterday or the other day on Will Dean Tausch. Maybe if I'm David Bakhtiari, I'm thinking hey, I'm going to hold off a little bit on that restructure. So again, I'm not saying that David Bakhtiari is headed to New York, but you just made another good point. The fact that the uh, jets cleared some cap space today by cutting Braxton Berrios um that that is a position that uh we know a friend of Aaron Rodgers could step into as well
2: I, I think Trey Wingo used the term uh, the jets are open kimono on your show today that was, that I,
0: was quite a term I yeah so say i've never heard
2: before uh, but it is an outstanding quite visual an image. <laughs> yes it is yeah. um you mentioned that you, you, it's hard to see a path for Aaron Rodgers to come back to the Packers. It is impossible for me to see a path where another quarterback takes the reins for the New York Jets, right? I mean, they they are invested in this very clearly flying across the country. I do wonder if another team knocks on the Packers' door and says, hey, can we chat with them too? I don't know. Carolina? You pick a team out of a hat if you'd like. But – To your point about it being too easy, I'm wondering if in your thought process you're thinking another team might end up sort of in the mix, and if that would behoove the Packers to ultimately find a a bidding war for the services of Aaron.
0: Yeah, that would obviously be ideal for them, is to have more than one team interested because it's awfully hard to negotiate when you don't have multiple bids. Um, I, I, I mean, look, Aaron Rodgers, as we all have acknowledged, can be a headache for some. Um, The idea, though, that here we sit a year removed from that Russell Wilson trade, and the Jets are basically in a position right now, if they remain his only suitor, to be able to not only pay a discounted rate in terms of trade compensation, but as has been reported by multiple people, um, they could also, frankly, try to push for Um, the Packers to take on some of the cost of his current contract and lessen the salary cap hit for them and make things better for them and their salary cap while they have Rodgers on the team and not have to pay him cash that would come with trading that contract. So, I mean, again, the idea that we could go from Russell Wilson being traded to Denver for two firsts seconds and three pretty good football players Do Aaron Rodgers going for like a second rounder and like a conditional pick in addition to that. Um, and you pick up some of the salary from the contract that you foolishly overpaid him for. I mean, how many people are going to second guess you now? You didn't even make the playoffs. You you gave him a contract that did not give you any real freedom to Devontae Adams, and frankly ticked off Devontae Adams further because you made sure you took care of Rodgers first, then you don't make the playoffs, you owe him all this money, and now you're going to pay him, it's like the old money ball line, uh, you're going to pay him to play against you? Uh, That to me just doesn't sound like great management of the situation, which goes all the way back to April of 2020 when Jordan Love was drafted. Timeline
2: is another big element of this, Jason. The Packers will be on the hook for more money if they trade him before June 1st than after. But I wonder if the framework of a deal will be pieced together or announced, or we hear from Aaron that he wants to retire or come back. Could all of that, any one of those scenarios, happen before the league year begins next week?
0: Yeah, nothing can happen officially before the league year begins. Now, what could happen and what I think is perhaps likely to happen um, you know, Rogers has said, he said on McAfee, both if he came back to the Packers or he um, were to play somewhere else, that he would have to redo his deal. He would have to restructure his deal. And so I, I believe that that will occur to allow them to make the trade before June 1st. I mean, you know, you don't want to trade him and get draft picks from the jets after he's played a season for them. Right. Cause in, it's pretty simple to think that those draft picks won't be as high as they are at, what are they, 13th in every round this year. Um, so I would think that they will restructure the contract that allows the trade to go through for it to fit under both of their salary caps uh, if, in the next week or two if the trade actually happens. That's what I would assume. I don't think it takes till June to do that. I, I just don't think, who who wants to do that, right? right. I mean, you want to. You you want him there for your off-season program. You want him there. Uh, <laughs> you want to be able to have the big press conference and have him holding a sign that says Broadway or whatever. Uh, you don't want to wait. I'm
2: trying to figure out what number he'd wear. I don't think he can wear 12.
0: Well, I I, I know I saw this several weeks ago that that uh, Joe Namath is on the record. Having said, I think he, I don't know if he told Boomer Esiason, um, that if they get Aaron Rodgers, they they can unretire his twelve. <laughs> wow. He's fine with that. So oh, if 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 Joe Willie Broadway Joe is on board, um, yeah. what more can you ask than to wear number twelve with his blessing?
2: Will Tausch, nine to noon every morning on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. dot must listen to show always especially this time of year. Jason appreciate your time so much as the world turn continues.
0: Yeah, it sure it sure does. Thanks, Greg. Take care. Be good.
2: Yeah, I appreciate you, pal. Jason Wilde joining us. I need to get make my stance clear on the entire situation. I have not really had a chance to do that on ESPN Milwaukee or ESPN Wisconsin. I've done a lot of that on WTMJ down the hall, but my stance on the situation is very clear. I'll articulate it after this. Wrapping up hour number one of the program, it's Homer and Tony. I'm Greg Matzik. Gabe Soul is going to be sitting in at 3 o'clock from 3 to 4. He is in studio right now. He is wearing Jets green. Very appropriate. Well done. Oh, J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. Or is that a, uh, oh, that's a Masters flag on your uh, That That
1: is correct, yes. There.
2: That makes sense. Uh, I don't think we've talked about this. Here's my stance okay. on the whole deal. I, there are some, I believe, in Packers land who are in a celebratory mood at the idea of Aaron Rodgers being traded. Sure. I wouldn't put myself in that category, but I would put myself in the category of it's time to move on, and and here's why. It's all performance-based. I don't care about a darkness retreat. I don't care what you do in the offseason. I, I really don't. But if you're going to be paid $60 million, don't take a crap on the offseason workout program. If you're going to be paid $60 million, perform like it. Don't, after you presume yourself to be healthy, barely pass for over 200 yards a game, lose a de facto playoff game at Lambeau Field against Jared Goff, throw five touchdowns and three interceptions down the stretch. If you're going to make 60000000 million, don't undermine the coaching staff. Don't blow up your teammates on the field. That's the stuff I'm all ready to move on from because I don't think it's coming back at an MVP level for Aaron Rodgers. So never before has the gap between Aaron and the backup been as close as it is today. But he didn't play like an MVP last year, really at any point, healthy or not. And I don't think he's worth sixty million dollars. To me, it's all performance based, along with all the other garbage.
1: I, I think the Packers have done a terrible job of putting together this roster. Um, I am terrified. Like I, I understand the excitement behind Aaron Rodgers maybe not being a Green Bay Packer because, while you may not be sick of the darkness retreats and the Pancha Karma cleanse and the ayahuasca. And going on all these different podcasts and throwing, you know, I, a lot of people are sick of that. And they just want to see what Jordan Love has. But that's the terrifying part to me, Greg. Like, I feel like this was different. And granted, in 2008, I was still in college. But I remember the feeling of Brett retiring and the drama that played out when it all went down. And I remember feeling, you know what? I think they have something because we had that game against the Cowboys where he played two and a half, almost three quarters, and almost brought them back from behind. What's the best thing we have for Jordan Love? 10 snaps in garbage time against the Eagles? Yeah, he looked like I'm not trying to take those 10 snaps away, Greg, but I'm not basing my entire, like, oh, yeah, he's going to be great because of those 10 snaps. You could probably go back, we were talking about the Jets, right? You could probably go back and find 10 snaps where Zach Wilson looks like a pretty damn good quarterback. You could probably find 10 snaps where Josh Rosen looks like a pretty good quarterback. And he's bounced around, despite being a top 10 pick. I, I just don't have a great feel of what Jordan Love is, and that's terrifying to me. Because I've seen Aaron Rodgers bounce back from crappy seasons. I've seen that happen. I have no idea what's next. I have no idea. And that, to me, is what's terrifying. That, that's where I stand right now. I am just terrified as a Packers fan of what actually comes after Aaron Rodgers.
2: Before you left on your, your little junkets out west to where you are now, how much has the pendulum swayed for you of, he's coming back to Green Bay, he's going to be traded or retire. How much has that pendulum moved one way or the other?
1: Mm, it hasn't moved for me because I've kind of had the feeling. It, it's, it's since Goody talked last week. I was firmly in the he's he's not coming back. Yeah, Firmly in the he's not coming back. Because when you are asked straight up a yes or no question of do you want Aaron Rodgers back? And all of his other answers previous to that point where, of course, we want Aaron back. He's a great talent. And, you know, he would kind of use really flowery language just to say, yes, we want him back. We have to see if it's the right fit. What do you mean you have to? There, there's nothing to see, Goody. You saw the guy play for the last 15 years. You've been the general manager for the last five. Like, there's nothing to see. You know one way or the other. But when you're talking about something to see if it's the right fit for a guy who's been in the league that long, kind of seemed like he was not going to be coming back to the Green Bay Packers.
2: He is not looking for apartments in New York City, but he will be taking over Homer and Tony coming up in the 3 o'clock hour. I am headed down the hall to WTMJ. Brian Diaz walked in looking ever so svelte
0: in his suit as the world turn continues after this on 94.5 ESPN.